Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and change your life as you listen to this message by Bishop Eddie Fabin. Bishop Eddie Fabin serves as a senior pastor at the Kodesh of the Kodesh Family Church, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by Bishop Daguerre Mills. Eddie Fabin is an inspiring teacher and preacher of the Word of God, a renowned marriage counselor, and an anointed prophet God uses to bless multitudes. Now, may the Spirit of God touch you as you listen to Bishop Eddie Fabin. Jesus, every praise is to our God. Hallelujah. And let's also put our hands together for the choir, beautiful ministration. I'm a free worshiper. Where are they? The choristers. Okay. All right. You were standing there as if you were not the ones who were clapping for. You should be at least receiving the. Hallelujah. Well, it's a blessing to be here tonight. Times of refreshing service. It's a time where we come and we are refreshed. How many have been refreshed every time you come? I believe that God is about to refresh somebody again tonight. Amen. Now, before I preach, I have some good news for you. Next week from Tuesday to Friday, we are having our end of year convention with Bishop E.A.T. Saki. Hallelujah. So you've got to spread the word. It's going to be powerful. So don't miss it. It's going to be the convention to end the year. So come and receive a powerful blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord. I ask God to bless you tonight. Pray that you will not leave here the same. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm, touch us, Lord, tonight. Have your way in our lives, Lord. Draw me from fear. Into your faithfulness Lead me along your way Draw me from sin into your holiness That I may be a and sing, draw me deeper, Lord, deeper into your word of truth. Draw me deeper. 
away from sin into holiness draw us deeper draw us deeper draw us deeper draw us deeper to your word of truth draw us deeper to the place where you are draw us close to your heart may we know what's on your heart may we see your visions oh God May we follow them. May we run after them. May we know your heart, Lord. Tonight we ask for nothing short of a time of refreshing. May your people be refreshed. Send us your dew, O God. Send us your rain, O God. Refresh your people, O God. Anyone that came here tired, may they receive healing and strengthening in the name of Jesus. Anyone who came here weak, O God, may they be strengthened. Anyone who came here discouraged, may they be encouraged in the name of Jesus. May we leave here refreshed. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. And you can add a shout of a Hallelujah. God bless you. Look at somebody, tell the person your life will not be the same again. Expect the Lord to touch you. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Tonight, I am still preaching from the book, The Good General. Are you being blessed by this book? I'm so blessed. I don't know about you. Tonight, I'm preaching from chapter 9. Of the book, and you can title it Maintenance of Morale During War. Yes, Numbers chapter 14, from verse 1. 
And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Mercy. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? Verse 3. And wherefore has the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? Mercy. And they said one to another, let us make a captain. Forgive. And let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Tell somebody, your enemy shall be bread for you. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Verse 10. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. Amen. Now, when we talk about war, one of the things you need to know is that the enemy during war would like to weaken the morale of the one they are fighting, or the enemy. (laughs) Weaken it. Bring it down. Now, when your morale goes down, that's it. You, you, you can't fight again. The strength to fight goes away. And that's what the enemy does. During the war or during this war that we have as believers, the enemy's plan is to weaken your morale. That's it. Once he's able to do that, it's the end. And that's what happened to the children of Israel. The Lord had promised them a promised land. It was a promised land. It means that it was theirs. Powerful land. Flowing with milk and honey. Somebody is going to enjoy a land flowing with milk and honey. You have been on a certain land. They have fought with you. God is giving you another land. You are going to build your five-bedroom house. Receive it in the name of Jesus. The Lord had promised them it was something that God was going to give to them. But the people who went to spy out the land, Charlie, they brought, they sent how many spies? Ten spies. Twelve. When you go to chapter 13, the Bible says that, I think from verse 20 something, 23 or something like that. 
26. He said, And they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran. And they showed them the fruit of the land. Verse 27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us. And surely, surely, it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit thereof. But it didn't end there. <laughs> they should have ended there. You see, because, I mean, whatever situation or whatever thing you are in, there's always the good side and the bad side. If you don't take care and you focus on the bad side, your morale will go down. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Now, these were giants. Main people. They were there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites, they dwell in the mountains. And these are all, these ites, ites are like demons that are all around the blessing that God wants you to have. You have to be prepared to fight these demons. Now people think that the blessing will just be there, easy for you to go and take. It doesn't happen that way. He said he will set a table before you. Where? In the presence of the enemies, you think you're going to be outside the enemies come? Where the enemies are. Dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea. So they were describing the enemies, but it shouldn't have made any difference. You know, if they knew Psalm 23. <laughs> because the enemies must be there. In fact, the more the enemies, the more the tables. May you have more tables as your enemies are increased. I see somebody, your enemies have increased, fighting you and fighting you. But the Lord said, I should tell you, he's setting many more tables before you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Verse 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. When it comes to taking the things of the enemy or you are taking what God has promised you, you must take it at once. As soon as you begin to dilly-dally and say, this thing cry, will it work? Uh, before you realize, that's it. You've lost it. He said, let us take it at once. Let us go up at once. Verse 31. Or is that it? But the men that went with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Oh. They haven't fought the people. They just assume that the people will be stronger than them. Which is also not a new thing because Jesus also said that nobody goes to the strong man's house and goes to take the thing that is there except he first binds him. And he said, and when there is one that is stronger than he that comes, which is you, you are stronger than he, you will go and take the thing that is yours. But rather they are saying that the enemy was stronger than them. It will kill your morale. We be not able, when this man was trying to 
raised the morale of the people, the other people too were bringing the thing down. That's the enemy for you, I tell you. Sometimes as we are saying, something, somebody sitting by you, oh, this thing, we have heard it, uh, it won't happen. So you are building a new house and you are receiving someone to tell, oh, we have been here for a long time. These things, we know they are terrible. It doesn't happen. They will kill it. Verse 32. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants there. Have you heard some before? A land eats the people. Look how the people were there. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Verse 33. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight. (laughs) As grasshoppers, so we were in their sight. Listen, the way you see yourself, that is how the enemy will see you. When you see yourself as a failure, the enemy will see you as a failure. When you see yourself as not able to overcome, the enemy will see you as not able to overcome. But when you see yourself as one that is well able to overcome, oh, the enemy will be afraid of you. I see people, you you used to run away from the enemy. But from tonight, I see you moving towards the enemy. May you overcome the enemy in the name of Jesus. And Caleb stilled the people. And he said, let us go up at once. For we are well able. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody. Go up at once. Go up at once. Go up at once. You are well able. You are well able. The enemy says you cannot. I say you are well able. You are well able to build. You are well able to win souls. You are well able to do the work of God. You are well able to serve God and do the will of God. You are well able. I don't know what has been overcoming you. Maybe a particular temptation, a sin. And the enemy tells you, this one day you can never overcome it. I came to tell you, you are well able to overcome it. I see you overcoming it in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking to somebody here, you've had a problem. The thing has gone on for years. And the enemy is telling you, you cannot overcome it. But I came to encourage you. I came to increase your morale. I came to stir up your morale. I came to tell you, you are well. Walk to seven people, give them a high five. Tell them, you are well. You are well. You are well. They say you cannot preach. But you are well able. They said you cannot pray, but you are well able. Said you cannot marry, but you are well able. They said you cannot travel, but you are well. Say to yourself, I'm well able. You are well able. Sit down. I am trying to stir up your morale. 
I am increasing your morale. Yeah. I'm telling you. You see, when we talk about morale, we are talking about the level of confidence. It's a morale. Level of zeal. Your level of cheerfulness. Yeah. That's your morale. Your level of enthusiasm. Yeah. Those days when we were in school, I don't know whether they still, they used to have this. They said morale. What do they call them? The jama. But they give the people morale. But what name did they call them? Moraqua. Eh? Jama squad. And you see, when we're going for Ntako, did they still do these things? Wow. They will be singing. They will be singing Jama. Then they will be clapping for the people. Then you see the people, the, the morale, see the, 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 the energy, the zeal, the enthusiasm. Today I am here like a morale leader. And I am boosting somebody's morale. Come on, give the Lord a shout. How many can feel that your morale is going up? You feel like going out there to conquer the enemy. You are well able. You are well able. You are well able. Shout yeah. guys i think in numbers 14 24 so he said they 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 are of another spirit another spirit that word another is the word ahead in the hebrew which means a following spirit yeah so if you are going to be a hard follower you need a hair somebody say a hair a-h-e-r 
<laughs> it's an ahead spirit, which is a following spirit. It's one that doesn't retreat. No retreat, no surrender. It's a spirit that says that we are well able. Never say die until the bones are rotten. We are moving on. We are moving to the front. Forward ever, backward never. That is the ahead spirit. He was of another spirit. I don't know what spirit you are of, but you need to be of this type of spirit. Spirit that doesn't give up. That was what Caleb had. He said, but my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit with him, he has followed me fully. Is the following spirit. Follows fully. Maintenance of morale, Bishop says here, is the maintenance of cheerfulness, confidence, and zeal, especially in the face of battle. Yeah, because when the battle is going on, that is when you begin to lose these things. Your confidence goes down, your morale goes down, everything, your zeal. So, sometimes you need, if you are a good general, you need to always be boosting the morale of the troops. Yes. So that they can fight. Yeah. So, morale is a positive state of mind derived from inspired leadership. So, as the leader inspires the people, you find that their morale also goes up. In history, you read so many stories of people that inspired their people through the speeches that they made to them. For example, Julius Caesar made a speech and he encouraged the people who were going to fight. His most famous wars were fought in Gaul. That's France and Britain. And one of the things that Julius Caesar did was to boost the morale of his troops by promising the soldiers some land on which they could farm when they returned home. Wow! The soldiers were encouraged to fight in the Roman wars, knowing that when they returned home, they would have land to farm on. And this idea to pay soldiers with land was a clever idea that greatly boosted the morale of Julius Caesar's soldiers. The high morale of Julius Caesar's troops contributed greatly to his success as a general. So sometimes, you see some of you people, you tell the people, go, visit, do this, do that, do that. But there is nothing to boost their morale. After some time, the people get tired. They don't want to do their work again. But you must be able to encourage them. Some of you, you do bustle meeting, there is nothing, you, are not, you don't serve anything. When they come and sit down, dry. Only pure water, even the pure water. Boost them more. I told the people, when you come back, there's land waiting for you. You see, the God that we serve, eh, he always boosts our morale. He'll be telling us things that are going to happen. Hey, when Bishop was preaching at the Mountain of the Lord Conference, I, I felt that the morale of the, of the troops was being stirred up as he was talking and sharing. 
talking about the things that are waiting. Yeah. Houses, lands, jobs, cars. Hey! Somebody is receiving it in the name of Jesus. Another person was Napoleon Bonaparte. It's a history class. He also, on the 27th of March, 1796, where were you? Napoleon spoke to his men and said, Soldiers, soldiers, you are naked, ill-fed. The government owes you much. It can give you nothing. Your patience, the courage you display in the midst of these rocks are admirable. But they procure you no glory, no fame. No fame is reflected upon you. I seek to lead you into the most fertile plains in the world. Rich provinces, great cities will be in your power. There you will find home, honor, glory, and riches. Soldiers of Italy, would you be, would you be lacking in courage? No, he said, soldiers of Italy, will you be lacking in courage or constancy? That was the question he asked them. After telling them that, listen, the government here cannot help you. But I, I can lead you to a certain place. You will own houses. You will own cars. You will own... Oh, the people were excited. They said, we are going. I see people being lifted up in your morale. We are having spiritual Napoleon Bonaparte staring up the morale of the people. A month later, look at it. On the 24th of April, 1796, Napoleon charged his troops again. He called on, on them. In a fortnight, he said, you have won six victories. Taking 21 what? Standards. 55 what? Pieces, planes in the world, rich provinces, great artillery, several strong positions, and conquered the richest part of where? A region somewhere. Yes. It said you have won battles without cannon, cross rivers without bridges, made what? Forced. Marches without shoes. Hey. Camped without brandy. I mean, he was just telling them things that they had. He said, but as soldiers, he said, but soldiers, as yet, you have done nothing compared with what remains to be done. Hey. He enlisted a powerful thing that they had done. Then when he finished, he told them that, listen, but as soldiers, you haven't done much. It's like there are more things we can get than this one that we have. He was staring at the people. You need to arise and do something. So, every good general must boost the morale of the people that is leading. Hallelujah. Morale of human beings reduces as time passes and events unfold. And that is why the morale of younger people is usually higher than the morale of older people. 
Because older people, they have seen a lot more things. They have seen a lot more problems. So a lot of things, as people are jumping and shouting, he is a, well, you know, small boys are young. <laughs> they are just watching, it's like, oh, Charlie, we have seen these things. Uh, nothing comes out of it. So they just sit down and they just... <laughs> There are some people as we are preaching and we are just saying, receive it and all. They are just sitting there and just watching. Take what? What are we talking about? If you don't take care, as you grow and as you see things, you go through issues and all that, you will become some way. When they are preaching, you just sit there and you will not. But we must try and remain young at heart. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can still remain young. Oh, I see a lot of young people in the church. May your morale be lifted up in the name of Jesus. As I tell you, when you make yourself old, it no matter what we say, you are not moved. You'll just be there. Nothing affects you. And some of you, you are young, but you have made yourself old. Who, 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 who is that? Who is... Ever since we have been preaching and people have been jumping and shouting, you have not moved at all. You have been sitting at the same place. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? After saying it, still some people are sitting. You have made yourself old young man. Ask the next person, are you, are you an old young man? 18 year old, 19, 20, 22, you have made yourself old. You can't jump, you can't shout, you can't scream, you can't run, you can't do anything. Paul wrote to the Galatians in Galatians chapter 4 verse 18 he said to them he said but it is good it is good to be zealously affected always when you are a young man when you are an old man when you are at your middle age it is good to be zealously affected may you be zealously affected may you be zealously affected may you be zealously affected when we talk about the visions of God, may you be zealously affected. When we talk about building churches, may you be zealously affected. When we talk about going to different countries to do the Kodesh work, may you be zealously affected. It is good to be zealously affected when? 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 Always in a good thing, once you find something which is good, Charlie, be zealously affected. Allow your morale to be boosted every time in the thing, in building, be zealously affected, in giving, be zealously affected, in tithing, be zealously affected, in coming to church, be zealously affected. 
Because what the devil is trying to do is to kill your morale. See that Tuesday, you have to come to church. You are sitting in the office. Shake the nerves and say, be zealously affected. seasons of your life that you must be zealously affected or your morale should be up number one you must maintain zeal and enthusiasm whilst in school yeah yeah Charlie one of the times of my Christian life that I enjoyed most was when I was in school, the university. We used this, we used to call UST the University of Spiritual Training. Because, Charlie, you cannot go to tech and come back the same. Oh, yeah. We used to pray. I mean, we, we used to pray every night without fail. 10 to 12 midnight. Every day till I finish school. Un utrati. The enemy will kill your morale. You see that you are there. Outreach. I was in a group called Campus Evangelism. We used to go out on outreach. We would go door to door. We go, don't broadcast. We go to the villages around the school. Preaching. Preaching. Hey, it was too nice. One time, I, I remember we came from on campus. They said, we are going for an all night in Accra. We left Kumasi, came to Accra for an all night. When we finished, we went back to Kumasi. We were walking around. People didn't know that we had gone. We had gone and come. The zeal. But you find people when you go to school. That is it. Then you go and follow all sorts of things. Now, now your zeal goes down, your morale goes down. You don't serve God the way you should. And the enemy gets you. But in school, you can also go up. Secondly, you must maintain your zeal as you go on in life. After school, as you have come to, you see there's another. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of our people, when they came back from school, tech people, they, they're used to that environment. So they couldn't handle it. Legon people do better because where they, I don't know, they seem to still flow. It's like they still feel their life. But tech people, they are, they are Protected in a place. So when we finish, see the people who were audacious, they were the prayer secretaries and they were the uh, whatever presidents and all that, IACA president and all. They are no longer serving God. Their morale is gone down. They have gotten themselves into all sorts of things. They have become big. Yeah. They are no longer doing the things of God again. So when you come out of school, it's also another world. 
all together that you'll be able to go to work wake up in the morning you have to do your quiet time pray wake up sit in the car go to work come always i remember i used to work somewhere i had to use my lunch time for prayer when people say we are going for lunch i said oh, i'm going for lunch then they will say a place around my office area there was a tree then i went park my car under the tree then i'll lower the seat like that then i start then i'll be praying yeah. you see people they come out of school that's it so after school also and then number three you must be able to maintain zeal in times of crisis crisis because those are the things that will test you and the enemy will bring a lot of crisis your way and the crisis is meant to weaken and to kill your morale but i declare that somebody here is going to overcome every crisis paul was going through his own crisis second corinthians chapter 12 Verse 7, the Bible says that this thing I besought the Lord thrice. He said, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Charlie, I tell you, there are some things that are allowed to come your way to buffet you. Hey, if you don't take care, you, you, you will give up. Lest I should be exalted above measure. Verse 8. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Three times. He was going through something, was crying to the Lord about it. Three times. Lord, take this thing away. Let this thing go away. The Lord said, Charlie, O'Malley, you have to go through this thing. You need it to buffet you. But if you don't take care, you will see that. Sometimes when you seek the Lord like that, the Lord gives you an answer. Verse 9. He says, and he said to me, my grace, my grace, my grace. I came to speak to somebody here. You are going through a crisis. It is buffeting you. You feel like giving up. But the Lord said, I should tell you, my grace is sufficient for you. May the grace of God see you through that situation. Because of the grace of God, you will not give up. Because of the grace of God, you will overcome. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. By the grace of God, I see you overcoming in that situation. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ will rest upon me. Yeah. When you know that the grace of God is with you, I am telling you. And Paul said, that is all you need. God said, that's all. You, my grace is all you need. It is sufficient. It is sufficient. It is sufficient. Receive the grace of God. Receive the grace of God. Receive the grace of God. Whatever crisis you are going through, may the Lord give you the upper hand as you operate by the grace of God. May you have the upper hand in that crisis. In the name of Jesus, 
whatever crisis you go through receive the upper hand receive the upper hand whatever you are praying to god about lord take this thing away from me take this stone away from me receive the grace to go through that season in the name of jesus One day the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 30. Sit down. Verse 1. There was 2 Samuel chapter 30. Not 3. Is that 30, isn't it? Or is 1 Samuel? David, 1 Samuel chapter 30. Some people came, they had gone to fight somewhere. Some people came and they came to carry their wives. <laughs> Verse 2, quickly, who is there? They had taken the women captive that were there and they slew not any great or small. They carried them away. Verse 3. So David and his men came back and behold, it was Ben and their wives. I think that was the thing that affected the men. <laughs> they saw that their wives had been taken. Men! We have gone for back. We have come. We are coming home with expectation. Looking forward to something. Who for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. Despising the shame. The men were looking forward to something that night. They had come with zeal. They had come with morale. Highly lifted up. Coming to blow their wives. When they arrived, sweetie, 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 sweetie. Morale had gone. When they checked, where are the wives? They had all been taken away. Immediately. <laughs> the people lifted up their voice and they wept. <laughs> yeah. The morale went down immediately. Ah, so Jesus. The expectation was too high. So when they arrived and they saw that the wives have been taken, out, they couldn't deal with it. They wept until they had no more power to weep. Sometimes I tell you, you, you go through something, you allow yourself to go through something. Say, so now you don't have any power to cry again. Then we go, eh, eh. nothing is coming, no water is coming again. Even David, his two wives were taken. Because he was coming to do this thing. And the Bible says that David was greatly distressed. For the people speak of stoning him. Well, you, you have made them take our wives. You, you will see. <laughs> it was not easy for him. But I love it. The Bible says that. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Listen, don't allow your morale to go down. There may be crises you are having. There may be situations you are going through. But brother, encourage yourself. Sister, encourage yourself. 
the brother said he will not marry you again no problem encourage yourself in the lord tell yourself god will bring another brother to propose to me encourage yourself it is not the end of life tell them once there's life there's hope once there's life i can make it again there's hope for a tree even if it is cut down it will sprout again there is hope for me i will make it again encourage yourself in the lord instead of sitting down and crying and, and making yourself look like whatever encourage yourself in the lord sometimes you need to get certain messages that when you listen to them it is it tears you up no you must have a message like that if you don't have a message like that you you cannot continue in this war you need something that when you go down by the time you enter your prayer closet and by the time you are coming out the demons will be running away from you say hey where is this guy coming from because your morale will be high you are ready to fight you are ready to overcome in the name of jesus give the lord a shout encourage yourself in the lord encourage yourself encourage yourself see this message is a message to encourage you to lift up your morale you can have it and listen to it you see that you will be lifted up but david encourage himself in the lord encourage yourself i'll sit down psalm 137 verse 1 by the rivers of babylon there we sat down yea we wept when we remember zion Charlie, if you don't take care you'll be weeping you remember certain things you'll be crying we hung our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof for they that carried us away captive the people who took us captive the problem that took us the problem that came upon us that made us become weak and our morale went down they were requiring of us a song every situation requires of you a song if you don't lift up a song my brother you will go down you would you would die in the problem find a song to sing there are songs you can sing it is well with my soul you can sing different songs Today when I came, they were singing When the oceans rise and thunders roar I will soar with you Sing a song, find a song to sing Don't give up, don't sit there and cry Find a good song Sing and encourage yourself Sing it Oh, oh, me moa firia safo Jehovah. Oh, asuro ni asa siyafo. They require of us. They require of us. They require of us. A song. You need a song. Shreya me, 
like this it will boost your morale because i'm telling you the battles here we are going to fight until we die so if you can't be that kind of person you will die before your time yeah. you must be able to say to the enemy rejoice not over me oh my enemy rejoice not over me oh my enemy for when i fall i shall arise i see somebody you went down but you are rising again because the Bible said the righteous shall fall seven times, but he will rise up again seven times. May you arise in the name of Jesus. You cannot stay down there. I forbid you from staying down there. They required of us a song. Sing one of the songs of Zion. Then they said, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? But where else should we sing the long song? It is in the strange land. One day I preached a message. The title of the message was Strange Praises in Strange Places. When you get to strange places, you are in strange circumstances, you must lift up some strange songs and sing them. Sing them. Yes, you come in. Oh, 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 oh,
sometimes it is normal because the bible said the righteous shall fall seven times so it is normal to go down sometime but listen it is not normal to stay down there arise from the place you are arise from the place of depression arise from the place of discouragement arise and encourage yourself encourage yourself encourage yourself in the lord don't die in that situation In 1 Kings chapter 19, I'm finishing. I just love it. Verse 1, the Bible says that, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done because the guy had killed, killed the prophets of Baal. And then without, how shall he slay all the prophets of the soul? Verse 2, and Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, so the God do to me, and more also, if I don't make your life as the life of this, tomorrow by this time. Hey. When we are saying tomorrow by this time you are going to drive your car, the devil is telling you tomorrow by this time you are going to die. Some of you, you have heard some things. They said tomorrow by this time you will die. And so you have become afraid. Your morale is gone down. But today we are speaking back to the devil that rather tomorrow by this time the devil will die. That demon, that evil spirit that is making you feel like you are going to die tomorrow, you will not die. No, 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 no. Your funeral is not now. I said your wakeeping is not now. The devil makes us feel that this is it. I'm dying now. You're not dying now. I said you're not dying now. There's more years ahead of you. There's a lot more things you can do for the Lord. Don't give up now. Some crisis will come, I'm telling you. It will make you feel very discouraged and depressed. But, brother, it is the nature of the battle. We must maintain the morale. We must maintain the morale. We must maintain the morale. Maintain it. Your level, your state of cheerfulness, your state of confidence, your state of enthusiasm, and your state of zeal, you must maintain it. Put your hands together for Jesus. When he saw it, he arose and went for his life. Don't run away. Don't run away. Somebody sang a song. It said, he who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. The fight is there to be there. You will fight it. Stay there. Don't run. The enemy rather must be running from you. You should not be running away from the enemy. The enemy must be running away from you. When the four lepers sat down there, they said, Why sit we here till we die? Let us arise and go to the camp of the Syrians. And the Bible says that four lepers, they got up. And as they started moving towards the camp, the enemy was hearing horses, chariots, all that. And the enemy ran away. May your enemy run away when you begin to move. It is because you are not moving. That is why the enemy is still there. But when you begin to move, when you begin to speak in tongues, sometimes you can be there. The problem is there. You are crying. You are there. 
But when you get up and you begin to speak in tongues, all of a sudden you see that the thing that was keeping you down, it will just disappear. Maintain the morale. Elijah couldn't handle it. Because sometimes some of the problems, when it happens, Charlie, there are some problems you run. You haven't seen some problems before. You are complaining that somebody is running away, Charlie. You haven't seen something. When you see some issues, brother, you. One man went to drink a Early morning. Then he came to somebody's house in front of the person and came to vomit there. And the person got this, oh. The guy said, sure. And he said to the man, he said something, I can't say it, but he said, what? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> there, there, there are some issues, some people, when it happens to you, you will die. ran away for his life and he left his servant he called Lenoko, be here me <laughs> I am going <laughs> he went a day journey and he went into the world and, and he sat down under the journey party and he requested for himself that he would die Maba, kill me Lord I want to die some of you is like when you have a problem Lord let me die I want to come to heaven it doesn't know how you go to heaven I want to die. I, I, I can't handle it anymore. No. It is not the solution to the problem. Dying is not the solution to the problem. The Bible says that the living dog is better than a dead lion. You are better living than dead. You need to be careful the things you say. Because the things you say, they are words that will trap you. Me, I don't think I can make it. I am not worthy. Me, the way I am, no man can marry me. No man would like to marry me. Uh, it is trapping you in something. Begin to change your words. Rebecca, I think in Genesis 27 or so, he said, she said, I am weary of my life. That was the end of Rebecca. We didn't hear of Rebecca again in the Bible. Weary of your life. Okay, come Elijah went to see the, uh, Rebecca said to her, Isaac, I am weary of my life. That was the end of it. We didn't hear of her again. She went away. You need to be careful. In Numbers 14, 28, as the Israelites were saying, they were saying things, we will not, the Lord said, everything you are saying, he said, as you have said it in my ears, as you have spoken in my ear, so will I do to you. Verse 29, he said, he said, these are the things, your carcass, your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness. And all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from 20 years and upward, which have murmured against me. Verse 30, he said, doubtless you shall not come into the land. Oh, Mali, you will not enjoy these blessings we are talking about because of your words. 
which I swear to make you dwell, except Caleb, the guy who had a, 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 an a hair spirit, another spirit, one whose morale was maintained, he said he will enter the land. May your morale be maintained, and may you enter the land in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 13 verse 5, Bible says that let, let your conversation be without covetousness. Yes. Let it be without covetousness. He said, and be content with such things as he have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And verse 6, he said, and so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man will do unto me. The Lord has given you what to say. He has said so that you may say. He has said so that you may say. Whatever the Lord has said, may you say it for your life. God be say. The Lord is my helper. Don't say I'm going to die. I want to die. Put that verse there again. The guy said he wants to die. Verse 4. He said let me die. Where is it? Verse 4. He requested for himself that he might die. He said, it is enough. Agbenen let Tommy, it's enough. It told me that Jesus said, it told me some more. Somebody actually said to my wife, it told me that Jesus said, I'm tired with this Jesus. Take, take away my life, for I am not better. Who said you are not better? The devil will whisper to you, your morale, when your morale goes out, the things you say, maybe now, I don't amount to any nana. People are better than me. Media, we are Sipa, dear Charlie, media. The, the things you say. Why me? Media, my life is whatever. So many things. But let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as he have. For he has said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. I'm enjoying myself so much. If you don't take care, we'll, 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 we'll have to. Verse 5. And as he lay and slept under the Jennifer tree, behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise. It, Brother, you better arise, oh. The way you are lying down like that, you know, it won't help you. Arise, get up. Shake yourself and say, hey, hey, hey. Somebody say, hey, 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 hey. Arise. He said, all ye beasts of the field, come to devour. For his watchmen, they are blind, they are ignorant. They cannot back. They said they lie, they lie down, they sleep. They lie down. They love to slumber. Isaiah 56, verse 9 or so. And he lay there. And he slept. But the angel said, get up and eat. Verse 6. And he looked and behold, there was a cake. And a cruise of water. He did eat. Then he went to lie down again. Come on. Don't lie down again. Get up. Once you have been giving some word, run with the word. Some of you, after this preaching, you will go and lie down again. Even some of you in the church now cry, you are lying down, you are sleeping. 
Look at the nearest person by you who is sleeping. Can you be sleeping in such an atmosphere? Such a morale boosting atmosphere. He laid him down again. Verse 7. And the angel came again the second time. Said, Brother Charlie. What are you doing? We have come to give you food to eat. Which is also another thing. If you don't take care of food, if you are this, you will not eat. When your morale goes down, you see, then when they bring you food, they say, you don't feel like eating. It's okay. That thing also weakens you. So that's why I said, arise and eat. Eat, because the journey ahead, Charlie, the fight we have to fight there. It's a lot. So brother, arise and eat. Find some banku and okro. Look for your best food. Get your food. Put some malt. Put ice inside. Sit down and spread your legs. And eat the food. Is it fufu and abenkwai? Fufu and granola soup. Fufu and lye soup. Goat lye soup. It is a morale boosting food. Fufu and goat lye soup. When your morale goes down, cut the fufu, cut the fufu, and drink the soup, and add the malt to it to pacify your soul. Put your hands together for Jesus. Give the Lord a shout. The journey is so great. Listen, I have to close. And he arose and he did eat and drink. Today, when you leave here, find some food to eat. Something has made you sad. Find some nice movie. Put it inside the video, whatever. Get your food, get your drink. Watch as you are eating. The devil wanted you to be sad. But today the Lord is boosting your morale. I see the Lord giving you a new song. Receive a new song. He went in the strength of that food. 40 days. I declare you are going to go in the strength of this message. For the next 40 days. Till the end of the year. Till 31st December. May you go in the strength of this message. Verse 9, let's close. He came thither unto a cave and lodged them. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here? What are you doing there? Ask the next sister, brother, what are you doing there? Please, get up. Get up. Small relationship that didn't work. Buy your hormones. This is a quarter. Bomb like bomb so, but say like Botiano. Arise, my brother. What are you doing here? That is not your place. The Lord said to Elijah, You better get up, get up, get up from that place. That's not your place. 
Elijah was saying a whole lot of things. Everybody has left me. Everybody is, I'm the only one left. Who said you are the only one left? You are not the only one. The Holy Ghost is with you. God is with you. Jesus is with you. How can he say you are the only one? Everybody else has left you, but God is with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't give up. Don't give up. And as he stood there, Bible says that a wind, verse 11, and behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind, rent the mountains, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake was fire, the Lord was not in it. And after the fire, a still small in the midst of all the fire and the earthquake and all that the voice of God is also there in the midst of the noise is the voice may you be able to be still if you are not still, you will not hear that voice. That's why David said, the Lord God is my refuge, my fortress. He said he's a very present help in time of need. He said there's a river in, in, in the midst of hair that makes glad the people of God. He said he makes walls to cease. He breaks bows. So he said, be still and know when you are still you will know that God is with you be still and know that I am be still Speaking to somebody tonight, be still and know that I am I am the Lord that He led me. Oh, I am the Lord that He. When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and I will. May you be still and know that he is God. May the Lord fight your battles for you. 
He will fight your battle for you. When the oceans, when the oceans rise, lift up your hands to the Lord. Tell him, I will soar with you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. May your level of enthusiasm be boosted. May your level of zeal be boosted. May your state of enthusiasm and eagerness be boosted in the name of Jesus Christ. We come against every form of discouragement in your life. Any form of depression. We curse it in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare over you that you shall live and not die. That even though you fall seven times, you will rise again seven times. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord give you the upper hand in every crisis of your life. May you have the upper hand over the devil. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare over you that you shall have the last laugh. I said you shall have the last laugh. The devil thought he had finished you. You have been crying. But I declare from today, you have entered a new season of laughter. You will be laughing all the way till 31st December in the name of Jesus. That shall be your story. Every attack of the devil that has attacked you and made you down and discouraged. Today, we rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that from today, no more tears. May you wipe away all tears. May the Lord wipe all tears away from your eyes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be strong. May your morale be lifted up. In Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If you're here like that, just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to be born again. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you wherever you are. Tonight is a good time to be saved. Let it go up above your head. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have lifted up your hand, come to me in front here. I cannot see you, but if you have lifted up your hand, come all the way. Come all the way. Let's pray. Is that hand lifted? Come all the way. Let's pray. Come, let's pray. Come, let's pray. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. My dear, please lift up your two hands. Let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus tonight I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins please forgive me all my sins please write my name in the Lamb's book of life from today I am yours and you are mine thank you Jesus 
for saving me. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We trust that you have been blessed, refreshed, and encouraged by the preaching of God's Word. For further inquiries, call plus 233-307-010-444. Eddie Fabin is also on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you.